What is up, everybody? Today's episode is brought to you by Much Love Clothing. That is my brand. Yes, you can find it at muchlovestore.com. We are an American first brand. We take pride in creating a much love community where we are proud to be American. We are pro-constitution. We are pro-patriot, where we want to spread love over hate. We don't want to pound people with your dumbs, libtards, idiots. We want to we want to show people that we actually care about human kindness. So this is a patriot brand an American first brand that wants to spread love over hate. We want to spread the patriot message, the American message, the fact that we know that our country hasn't always been the best. We know that there's a lot of racism that was involved in our history, but the strides we have taken forward have been so amazing that I am proud to call myself an American. And we want to continue to be proud to call ourselves American, not embarrassed, not ashamed, but understand that the growth we've made is what's so amazing about this country. So if you want to support the channel, this content, and myself and my business, please go over to muchlovestore.com to check out some clothes, some race, race bands, wristbands, hats, um, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, let's dive into this podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the John Dawson Perspective Podcast, co-hosted with Blue Collar Ben. Uh, this is the first time, guys. This is it. This is the revamp John Dawson Perspective Podcast. We have an amazing following already, um, but it was hard for me to put out that content by myself, so I figured what better person to bring on to give his perspective on everything than Blue Collar Ben himself. Um, this dude knows everything um, that I know and then some, so it'll be a great uh, conversation that we'll have uh, moving forward. We'll let you guys ask questions. We're just going to dive into conversation about pretty much anything and everything. There's no limits. Um, safe space to where we can dissect everything. I'm talking about LGBTQ, BLM, politics, uh, sports, um, fashion. I really could care less. I mean, whatever Ben wants to talk about, whatever I want to talk about, we're going to talk about it. Um, so anyway, Ben, welcome to the John Dawson Perspective Podcast with co-host Blue Collar Ben. How are you feeling, man? John Dawson, what up, man? Thrilled to be here. Honored to be here. I appreciate you uh, having me on as always. Um, you know, happy to talk about things besides politics, more like a worldviews kind of thing. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. This is the first co-hosted John Dawson Perspective, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, man. Um, I'm I've been so I've been doing this podcast for about a year now. It's crazy because I want to say a couple of months, but 2020 went by so slow yet so fast. Man, um, it's been about a year that I've been doing this. Um, and I've it's been it's been off and on. Like sometimes I'll post one every week for a little while, then sometimes I don't post something for three weeks because it's really hard to carry a conversation just sitting. I mean, you have a podcast that you do by yourself. It's hard to just sit there and just talk for like 45 minutes. I think it's almost impossible. I mean, it takes a special type of human to just sit there and talk to yourself for that long. Yeah. And and it's hard to keep. I mean, you can do it once, you can do it twice, but to do it regularly, it's 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 impossible. I I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep it interesting. Um, so this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Um it's it's different. It's this is gonna be different for me. I think it's different for you. So we're we're filling this out. Everybody that's uh listening to this. Um, we're going to fill this out. If you guys have any questions, please leave it in a review on iTunes, um, or not Spotify. Cause I have not figured out how to check the reviews on Spotify. Can you do reviews on Spotify? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought I've Spotify was a little easier to use than Apple, but, uh, I'm not sure about reviews. I've, I've literally never, I've never even listened to a song on Spotify. Like I, I've just, I've been Apple since the beginning. Oh, I love Spotify. I've, really? 
Better, yeah. than, better than iTunes and Apple? Well, I, I, I wasn't always an Apple person. I just got an iPhone uh, at the end of 2019. <laughs> so, so Apple's still like new to me. So I've always used Spotify. It's been great. Wow. Wow, dude. Um, okay. I, I did not. 2019, that's crazy. Is that going to be a deal breaker? That. I'm fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say, and you're off the show. No, um, <laughs> I respect that. I hate iPhone, but I, when you think about it, it's like you realize how much it traps you. Like I, I really would love to not use Apple. But when it integrates into your life, it's like so hard to like step away from it. Um, it's you're kind of stuck. Like my, sure, my computer, absolutely my by design. Oh yeah, Steve Jobs, damn it! You know, you have an Apple account, you have an Apple ID, Apple Pay. You know, it has all your information, and it's e- it's easy to use. I mean, I like the iPhone. Don't get me wrong, I love the iPhone. Yeah, but it's a lot, and having like it's- like your your your. Uh, uh, like your your account where basically all your apps go through the same account and purchase and subscriptions and all this different stuff. It's like they're good. It's a commitment. It's like moving. Seriously. Yeah, you got it. It's like it's like buying like a new, like a completely new infrastructure and having to like pull out all your file boxes and right. carry them all the way over to a different warehouse. And people are just like, no, nah, I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> anyway, I like I like Spotify a lot. I think it's easy to use. Uh it's got it, every song I've ever searched for, it's it's on Spotify. Yeah. Awesome. That's, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe look into it. I, I say that, but I won't. I won't. I'm, I'm it's an, crazy I'm, you've been I'm doing Apple this. Pay, or not Apple yeah. Pay, Apple Podcast. You got a uh, Moscow Mule over there? I was about to say, guys, this podcast could get crazy. I'm about a Moscow Mule and a half deep nice. already. Um, you know, I figured it was the first at first episode, so um, had to come in, you know, enjoying it. Got the official glass and everything. Dude, you gotta have that metal. I don't know if it gives it a taste, but it feels like it gives it a special taste. Something just hits different with that copper cup, for sure, no doubt. I, I, it's probably just ego. I mean, the fact that I can pick this up versus like a mug or like a, just a regular tumbler, I feel like I'm like I I pay my bills on time. It's like it's that kind of feeling. This is obviously the John Dawson perspective. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that matters. No, I'm just playing. Um. Anyway, man. So how how's your week been? Um. Both of us. For anyone who's watching, who's new. Both of us have kind of been um, into <clears throat> politics a lot for the last year. Um, the last, for me, it's been about the last two-ish months after the election, pretty much the beginning of the year. Um, I've kind of stepped away from it because I was ham, just like Ben, for probably a solid 11 months at least um, into politics, BLM, all this different stuff. So the last couple of months, I've kind of stepped back. I focused on my much love mentality, spreading love, trying to have conversations with people who don't agree with me. And it's been absolutely amazing. Um I love talking politics, but I love talking about other stuff as well. Um, how how have the last few months been for you, man? Like, have you been like enjoying the the break or at least the the different direction? Well, I mean, I really stopped, uh, you know, emerging myself completely in politics, you know, from the neck down. I guess about six weeks ago, right after the Capitol thing, basically. And um, I got a lot. I, I sleep better. I think I got a lot more peace of mind. You know, um, it's it's toxic by nature, and we both know that. But um, seeing a lot more just different perspectives of people my even like my social media apparently knows i'm not as into politics as i was so i'm seeing like you know travel stuff and food and all kinds of different things <laughs> um this this week in particular has been great i'm getting back to, back to my roots i'm back to working on my house just getting things done rather than just spending all day looking on my phone watching what's happening thinking of how to like tell people and critique what's going on but yeah. um it's uh it's been rejuvenating i mean obviously it sucks that our guy didn't win joe biden's the president he, he does this and that but uh 
I, I said before that we're all very relieved that the election season is over with. Yeah, it's over. That that's my biggest thing. Like at this point, I, I don't care. I want a decision so I can move forward. Uh, move forward. Start planning for whatever the next thing is for me for for the people around me. Um, that that's kind of I, I'm definitely relieved, and I, I think it was great for everyone to have a direction. Limbo was not doing this country any any good. Um, and and like you said, man, I, and I said this long before the election, even before the actual votes were cast. Um, the day after the election, I'm going to have to get up and work. You know, I got bills to pay. I got things to do, um, people to take care of. It, it wasn't, it was never a make or break for me. It was just a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. Regardless, you have to have a plan for each one. So I'm glad that one has happened and my plan is enacted or is, is has been set into play for that, that trajectory. And, um, we're just, yeah, moving forward. It's, 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 it feels, it feels good. Um, so what are you doing with your house? You said you're remodeling your house again. I, I think I talked to you about this a while ago. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, I guess maybe six months ago I talked about, um, this house actually caught on fire uh, a couple of years ago. Damn. Uh, actually no, it was, uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty much total loss. Did the whole gut job, the entire thing. Um, I gutted the entire thing in my house from the basement floor to the attic ceiling and, um, paid a couple different contractors to do a couple different things, but more or less about 60% of everything that's been done has been done by these two hands. And it has been a learning experience, dude. Oh my God. Like I've learned a lot about, you know, just like real estate because I was living in a different house at the time. I sold that. Then I moved in here, you know, all kinds of, you know, blue collar work. And I uh, have a newfound respect for like people that just flip houses, people that renovate interior design, general contractors. What a nightmare it is to be a general contractor. I mean, I was my own general contractor and I mean, my God, I tell you, I will never do this again is remodel an entire house from the basement to the attic. Never again. Yeah. I said one that, room at a time or not at all. I said that I said that two houses ago and here I am again doing it. Um, it's it dude. It's one of those things where like it when you because I do I, I started out doing everything like my in college. I bought my house just like you have right now mm-hmm. and did it 100 percent all myself. It was like in between football practice and school. I was at the house, like just doing like as much as I possibly could. Um, absolute nightmare. I mean, I mean, if anything could go wrong, it went wrong. Um, I mean, the the trips to the hardware store are you can't even count them. You can't even count them. It's just like exactly. you go there, you pick up like five hundred dollars worth of stuff, you come back, and you forgot that one seven dollar thing. So you're back to the store because you can't move forward unless you have that seven dollar. It's absolutely aggravating, and um, it takes a special person to do it. And an even more special person to, to choose to do it again. <laughs> I mean, you, if you take one look around here, you can tell it's obviously a a young single male living here by himself. I mean, it's obviously there's there's no female presence in this house just because like got ladders laying around, a stack of tiles over here, drywall leaning up against yeah. the the living room <laughs> wall. So I mean, it, it's a good time. I don't mind it like this, but um, the the feng shui is really starting to mess with me because I like things to be. You know, I have been sort of a neat freak in the past. So uh, it now it's starting to like you know, it's starting to bother me. So it's not it's time to get it done now that the political season is over with and everybody can get back to life as we know it. Got to move forward. Yeah. I think that's what's crazy, man. Like we like when you think about getting consumed in stuff, and this goes for anything. Like like whether it's politics or your job or or you know sports or school. Like it's crazy how we dive into this thing where it's like this is all that matters, and you just get so stressed out about it. 
And then you like finally force yourself to like take a step back and enjoy the stuff that you were enjoying before. And you realize how not, I mean, it's still a big deal, but it doesn't consume your life. For example, I played football. It was like NFL, NFL, NFL. So for eight years of my life, it was just train, train, train. And like, I, like you said, like I see it on Instagram. I saw it on YouTube. I saw it in my daily life. I was going to, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, Sports Authority, all these different places. Like all I saw was like football stuff. So I assume like football was the only thing ever. And like, if I don't make it, what would I do? And it's the same thing with politics. You're like, oh my gosh, if the politics don't go this direction, like if I like you consume it, if it doesn't go this way, what am I going to do? Or your job or all this different stuff. But when you take a step back and you work on remodeling your house or your living space, creating it into something nice, or even if it's like a little master bedroom, like revamp, you realize like how much you enjoy the little things, the sitting down and watching a show, the, you know, having fresh paint on the walls or something like that. And I think that people, especially in 2021, need to focus more on their personal spaces. And that doesn't necessarily mean like tangible spaces, but like mental space and just like enjoy more of the little things. Like it's crazy how much we consume these massive world issues and we just like neglect, you know, kids playing or a TV show that we really enjoy with somebody or, you know, a Moscow mule that's delicious <laughs> made by yours truly stuff like that. And you can focus on it, like having a conversation with you right now, this stuff matters. Like this is something that's important. We don't always have to be balls deep into something major. I think things are, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever the problem you have right in front of you, things are only as urgent as we make them in our own heads. So, you know, for lack of a better example, politics, a few months ago, it was, you know, do or die. Like, we're going to lose our country. You know, we're going to be communist, this and that. And at the time, maybe it did seem like that to a lot of people. But here we are a few months later. You know, the, the White House is still standing. The economy is besides shutdowns. It, you know, everything's still flowing. Life Syria's goes on. Hurting, though. What's that? Syria's kind of hurting. What's hurting? Uh, Syria. Wait, what, didn't he just didn't didn't Biden just bomb? Uh, I I heard something about somebody bombing Syria. I I didn't yeah, catch the whole story. Do you know about Biden, that? Biden, not really, because I haven't really been in it. But I've been seeing videos of Biden bombing Syria. Um, doesn't look great. I saw a video from that location, and it looks like he bombed it. Um, again, I this is not factual. This is what I saw on TikTok. So take it with a grain of salt for everyone that's listening. I heard that. Um, saw a video about it. Saw a couple of videos about it, but have not done any research on my own. Well, funny enough, that's where I heard it was from TikTok, but I, did, I didn't I didn't go in and fact check it. No, and I haven't watched I haven't watched a, a minute of news, uh, so I don't know. And not like I would trust it anyway, but I have no idea. But I've been hearing rumors about it uh, from left and right, actually. That's why I kind of believed it blindly, because I saw Democrats talking about it. I saw Republicans talking about it. Um, so I don't know. Well, well, I think we are. Uh, we all know that Democrat presidents are the best at bombing other countries, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not personal opinion. But uh, uh, jokes aside, whatever happened in Syria, I don't know. I mean, it sounds terrible. You know, I, I hope it was for the right reasons or the right people were targeted. I I don't know anything about it. Yeah, but um, in any case, we make things as urgent as we need as we want to. So here we are. We we took a step back. Life goes on. You got to stop and smell the roses. And you know, the older you get, the faster the years go by. Yeah. But uh, you know, we're not we're not at we're not on the tipping point of losing our country right now. I mean, there are some things we need to do, some planning that needs to be done. But it's not like 
everything or nothing right now like it was you know three months ago exactly i and, and that's kind of why i think both of us changed our our tone and our path to talk more about spreading positivity and and having conversations with people um i think we're we as 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 you know the the right-leaning people we're focusing so much on driving our point home like driving i talked to my parents about this they were in town the other day and i'm like because because they're conservative they're like constantly trying to drive the point home that they're that they're right that this is the way to do it that the country's being stolen and i'm like imagine being someone on the other side like do you think they're going to listen? Like, like I tell people this, like imagine if Candace Owens talked to a hardcore BLM supporter, the way she talks to, you know, uh, us, <laughs> they would be like, you're an idiot. I hate you. Why are you so angry? Why are you demeaning me? Or like us getting talked to by like AOC, right? People don't, people never want to flip the script and just think about like, you know, in life, when someone disagrees with you, you can't just, um, pummel them with like information and facts on how they're stupid. You need to have a dialogue because you find out that they really actually have a lot to offer and are probably fairly intelligent. Um, but you can't just be hardcore about it. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. Um, I want to learn more about a bunch of different stuff and talk to a bunch of different people with a bunch, a bunch of different perspectives um, on how and why they're moving forward in the, in the way that they're moving forward. Um, so what are your, what are you like, what are you, what are you trying to like accomplish like 2020 or 2021, 2020, I felt like was actually littered with amazing things that happened. There's a lot of negative, but when you think about the growth, I mean, think about you at the beginning of 2020, like you're a completely different person now and, and for the better. Dude, uh, I was actually explaining this to another person uh, a couple of days ago that I, I really feel like I, I changed as a human th during 2020. Like, I mean, I maybe like really like became a man in 2020 i mean you know legal age of 18 blah 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 i was you know 29 going on 30 but uh 20 2020 and i've said before was a significantly better year for me than 2019 was so when you, i mean you look back on everything that happened it, it just there's so many things happening i mean it was a really long year but it just blew by it seemed like i mean so many things happened maybe remember that uh it looked like a nuclear explosion over in um where was that at the port in oh, that country? Yeah, port of oh, what was that? Um, and yeah, everybody threw it out to be, or everybody threw like chalked it up to be like a conspiracy, but then they were like, no, this is something, something they were storing something there. And that was like that was like a week long, that was like two days long, but it felt like it lasted for like months, right? I mean, so many wild things happened throughout the year, and it, it like it, it, the world is com a completely different place than it was, you know, 18 months ago. and for better or for worse, you know, we're not historians at this point. We'll uh, we'll determine that later. But um, I, I think I've, uh, and I, I'm sure I speak for most people that the, the the growth that we went through as individuals throughout 2020, it's uh it's really unprecedented, and you really can't put a price on something like that. Regardless of you know what the price of it was, yeah. we're all uh, a lot more wise than we were. This oh time yeah, like we we can we can call things out. I feel like we've also got a lot more. We become more bold and more more uh, <clears throat> uh, strong in what we speak. Right, like I never would have spoken out like this prior to 2020. Like I really no wouldn't question. Have. That's like, actually funny you say that. So I before you know um, it was election season. I was on TikTok. The, the lockdowns happened. I downloaded TikTok like a like a million other millennials, and uh, it was Beirut. By the way, yeah, good call. 
Um, but like a lot of millennials, I download TikTok and I'm just making, you know, run of the mill TikToks, just doing stupid shit. And then I saw what was going on in politics. And then I saw other political creators. I was like, man, I kind of want to get in on this. I want to voice my opinion. I think this is important. I'm going to start doing it. And my first video that I put out that was at all political was the most pathetic <laughs> beta male, most just, it was so cringy. It was just like, oh, I'm a Republican and uh, this and that. So like, and I lost like, you know, 500 followers that instant. Yeah. But I mean, I don't care about that, but it was just like, we've been emboldened and we've been the, the conservative community and the Trump talk community. We've just empowered each other in a, in a very positive way. I mean, some of us are a little radical and honestly, dude, I was fucking radical. Yeah, you were about to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I really kind of went off the, the edge on some of those. And I realized that looking back now, it's like I was a little crazy. I was a little heated, passionate, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I, I think um, it's it's all for the better. It was all an experience. And uh, we've all learned a ton from it. It's yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. And I think what you I think the paths you went down. I don't think it was a negative thing. I think you were actually exploring all these different facets of politics. Like people like to act like politics is this black and white thing, this left and right thing. It's not like, it's not like to think that we are being exposed to the truth in every aspect is just naive. I mean, I don't care where you go in life. If you get to any level of uh, power and money, uh, they're not telling you what it is. They're, they're telling you what they need you to know for them to do whatever they do. And that's coming from both sides. Absolutely from both sides. So I, I think it's exciting to see people starting to dig down a little bit more. Um, it's definitely, uh, um, you know, kind of been applicable in other parts of my life as well as like the amount of digging that I've done now, you know, helped me dig into my new company that I'm doing now, which I knew and had never even thought about. And now I'm learning stuff about that so i think it really did spark a a whole new generation and that's what people don't think about is nowadays moving forward all this stuff that happened in 2020 isn't just left in 2020 there is a generation for better or worse that now has a trajectory and a way of doing things that's going to continue to compound as the years go by so like when you really break it down all these kids watching yours and my videos on tiktok or the conscious lees or or the blackbirds all those kids that are watching those videos, they're they're internalizing that, and that's going to become a basis for where they move forward, which is horrifying. But right. it could also be good as well if you look at it in this fact that people are just diversifying a little bit more in their thought process. That that uh, Blackbird guy, he is mean, man. I mean, he, talk about pointed. That guy is really like it's not productive at that point. You're just so angry and pointed that like, what are you even doing? Like. Have you ever like stitched him or had him stitch you or going back and forth with him? Like two, like well, it was about a, about a week ago. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it, but um, yeah, he can really just be corrosive. I mean, it, it was pointless. He was just so mean. I was like, dude, like, but I was I one thing I have to say I appreciate about appreciate about that man is he calls it exactly how it is. I was like, dude, why are you being such a jerk? Like you're being a dick to everybody. Like what's the point of that? And I'm like, you know, that doesn't seem very accepting of, you know, you're preaching all this equality and all this other stuff. I did see and that. Then, yeah. He was like, I'm not trying to be nice. I'm not trying to be. And I was like, okay. I mean, at least you know exactly where you are. Like if you're going to lie and be like, well, I'm trying to educate you guys. And I'm be like, okay, no, you're not. But if he just said, I like being mean, I was like, I mean, I like you being honest. So, you know, that's, I'm fine with that. Like, it's just call it what it is. Oh, you see, he said he never claimed to be the tolerant left. He never claimed to be tolerant. Yeah, he's the intolerant left, is what he right. said. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, whatever. Everybody's got their their niche and their way of you know, uh, you know, carrying themselves and how they get out information. And but, I um, and I appreciate that because there's people on the right that are absolutely intolerant and cancel culture to the full extent, but they're cancel culture with their own mindset, right? Like they want to cancel all these other people that are speaking bad about them, or they want to cancel people who are canceling people. And I'm like, okay, guys, at what point do you just reverse the same game that you hate being played against you? It's like how I feel with BLM. It's like, how are you going to reverse to me what you're trying to reverse to white people? Like that makes no sense. Um, That's my whole motto of keep that same energy, which many times gets a little awkward because there's things that we would like to believe, but it really is like we ask for one thing because we know it's right, but it's it's hard to fight something when you know there's a there's a flip side that can't really be argued, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, I completely support people being allowed to voice what they think and their opinions and what they think is true. Whether or not it's true, it's kind of irrelevant as far as, you know, their freedom to do so. Yeah. The only only thing I really want and what I try to do is just make sure that the truth is allowed to be spoken. So we're like if somebody's spouting off a bunch of things that are just false, like, you know, blaming this president or this politician for whatever happened, I want my voice on social media, which is the new town square, to be able to go as far as the person that's perpetuating that misinformation. The, yeah. The problem today is that big tech and we can get into the conspiracy theories. <laughs> I don't that's not even a conspiracy theory anymore, dude. That's absolute factual. It is it has been seen. You know, a lot of people still don't believe it. They still don't believe that like there's some big scheme to, you know, push down conservative voices. I have proof of it. I could literally I, I should somehow I should pull up all my emails and just delete like or just like blur out the names of who they're from and show people the amount of uh, like suppression that is happening with conservatives. Like show people the 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 excitement of a black person that these companies have and watch the emails slowly trail off to, okay, yeah. awesome. We're going to check out your social media. Um, we'll send you an email here shortly and we'll hop on another call and we'll get, you know, contract signed. And then next email, I'm sorry, but our company's decided to go in a different direction. I'm like, you assholes. Like, are you kidding? Like, it's, it is so obvious um, that it's like, I don't even feel bad for it. I, I don't feel like bad for myself. I don't get upset anymore. It's just, it's so obvious. I mean, think about it. Think about the celebrities. Think about the people that come out and support what they support. Um, I don't care what they do. I, I Like you said, I think it's just not seeing that that fairness of, hey, if you're Kevin Hart and you want to support Biden, go ham, go all the way. If you're the Rock and want to support Biden, go ham, go all the way. But if you're a conservative uh, uh, celebrity, which we can barely name any because they would be pretty much removed from the from the, uh, the from Hollywood. Go. It should be the same thing. Support whoever you want as far as you want. But you think about all these country artists, right, who we assume would be conservative. They're not saying anything. You know where they lie because you've heard their music. Sure. But they can't say, hey, I support Trump or I'm a conservative when we know they are. So how come they can't say something as simple as I'm a conservative, yet the left side can literally go the furthest distance on Twitter, on YouTube, Instagram? It's how is that? I mean, it's just blatant, but people assume, oh, it's just because there aren't any conservatives. I'm like, oh my God. Well, they've done a really good job of giving people this sort of negative, um, <clears throat> you know, predisposed notion of what it means to be a conservative or a Republican or, God forbid, a Trump supporter. Um, uh, by the way, as you see what happened to the Lincoln Project there, have you ever heard of the Lincoln Project? Yeah, I saw your video on it, actually. They're under all kinds of fire right now. I'd love to see it. Just a, just they deserve a, it. 
terrible organization. I mean, they just deserve it. nothing productive. It's just, just divisive all the way. It's a hate but, campaign. Uh, it really is. But, uh, you know, as far as social media it, and all media, even like Google and Amazon and all these tech companies, we know that it's a problem that they, you know, suppress these views. And like you said, a country singer who, you know, if you ever wrote a song about a pickup truck and a dog when you got home from work and drank a beer. Yeah. You're and probably music video. You have a flag hanging out the back of your truck. Like you're probably, you know, leaning, you know, red. <laughs> but is it a problem? What is the bigger problem? I should ask is that they are suppressing these voices and these views and demonizing them, or is it a bigger problem that people like me and you now are so conditioned to it that we just laugh about it? Damn. <laughs> Damn. And they're good at it. That's the thing. Like, I have noticed that. Like, like I have noticed, like, when I'm talking to other people, like, I, I had another interview with another business, another company um, a couple days ago. I can't, like, I can't speak. I, like, I, 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 what, what am I, I, I censor myself. Like, when I'm having these Skype interviews and these Skype calls, I have to censor myself, which is the weirdest thing, right? Like, you're sitting there thinking, like, I want to be open with my life because that's what they want to know about but I censor myself and like it's what? like, why am I conditioned? Why am I automatically without being asked, without being told that they, lean, that they lean one way or the other, I'm automatically censoring myself as if I support like midget porn or something. Like it's ridiculous. All I want to say is like, Hey, I'm a conservative. And like, I can't say that. Or they're like, Hey, wh what do you do? Like, which way, which direction I'm like, like trying to like not speak about it as if it's like taboo when really like I try to be the most nice like a, a appreciative, respectful, encouraging person ever, but somehow just being a good human isn't good. Like if you're a good human, but you like think something different than someone else, they'll just cut you out and they'll go with someone that was, you know, screaming a cab and BLM who went to riots. And you're just like, Hey, I have come become conditioned to it. Like I I've literally taken the burden on of just being like, well, looks like I chose the wrong side. And now I need to pretend, you know, in these certain circumstances that that's not who I am. Like it's, ridiculous something i kind of subconsciously knew about but you saying that you mentioning that just kind of brought it to the forefront is that politics is now such a huge part of just about every aspect of our lives like we can't have a conversation what kind of conversation can you have besides maybe like food that does not incorporate politics in some way or another because politics is such a mainstream thing it's so massive it's, it's so widespread and that might be by design that, Even you know, food now, though, conversations without outdoors. Farmers are farmers are going crazy. Like even food, I think, like all these farmers. Oh, food prices have gone up around me. I don't know about you. Yes. Food prices and gas prices. But um, I, the point is, is that politics are so huge now and they they're it's so it, it, every part of our life is controlled by a, one politician or another. Or one, you know, political argument or another. It's like you can't really have normal conversations with people without politics being brought up. So, like, it's like you can't live your life without somehow outing yourself at some point as to where you politically. That's so true. Like, I think about it, and I and I and I thought that it was because I took such a deep dive into it, right? So I was like, well, that's just because it's 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 in the front of my mind all the time. But even now that I've stepped back, it's been the same thing. Like walking around, like. I think about it daily. I'm like, if I found out, like the other day I was helping these people, you know, get out of the snow here in Texas. 
and I and I assume they were Democrat. And you know, they're driving little, you know, uh, economy car, a black couple. Um, I just judged them, assumed they were they were probably, you know, left leaning. I didn't know. But I thought about it. I'm like, the fact that I don't have to bring it up right now, the fact that we can just do this and not bring it up is awesome. That's how it used to be. It used to be like, I don't care who you voted for. Like, I don't, it's not even on my mind because it was such a private issue. And now that it's so out there, it's like you can't not think about it in every aspect of like, you know, like it's funny to me that if like some businesses now will turn people down because of their political stance. Some some people won't shop at certain businesses because of their political stance. Like it's like it's almost like declare who you who you who you stand with and I'll make my decision if I want to support you or condemn you. It's just crazy. I can't believe that that's kind of where things are going. Well, I mean, I'll, I have to be honest. I canceled uh, Amazon Prime after what they did to Parler. Really? They, yeah, they pulled the servers on them. Well, you yeah. know, $120 a year is not much, but I can live without Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's and that's what people need to do. I mean, if if you don't like it and that's the thing, I feel like people can choose what they want to what they want to support. Um I, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those slippery slopes. Like I, I have Facebook. I never used it in the beginning, yeah. um, but I have like TikTok. Like, I mean, at some point it's one of these things where I feel bad. It's like, you know, support local. So you want to shop local, but like your life is so busy. The convenience of ordering groceries and having them delivered or going to the store. That's only two minutes away versus 20 minutes away. It's like, these things that they make so convenient by design. That's why they're the big companies is because they are the ones that got the real estate. That's convenient. They're the ones that created the game plan that makes you uh, um, at home with them. It's difficult to leave those behind like TikTok. I mean, if, if, if I'm going to delete Facebook, I felt like if I'm going to delete Facebook and Instagram, I got to delete TikTok, right? Like it's, it's one of those things where what's the point of going one way or the other. If you don't just, I mean, at this point in time, the way America's ran, we would be hermits. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So it's like, I mean, that's called, that's what you call monopolizing the industry. When yeah. you know, they can, the left controls every part of, you know, big tech, what we call big tech. But, um, so, I mean, what, what, what are you supposed to do? If you don't have social media, you are weird in this day and age. I mean, you can't communicate with, I mean, there are hundreds of pe people that I communicate with, not daily, but probably weekly or monthly at least. That I would have no other way of contacting me unless I like gave out my phone number or my address, yeah. or email. And and just when you think about the business opportunity, like at least for me, like I mean, I'm a huge, I'm very heavy. I'm almost 100% my business, almost 100% on social media now. And the connections and opportunities I've gotten from being on social media, I mean, it's it's the place that that would that would be like saying like you're not gonna go to you know I don't know whatever like town square is like 150 years ago. Like you, like if you were to never go out of your house and socialize at these gatherings, you would just, you would, you wouldn't know what's going on. So it's like they, it's a necessity. It's not really a necessity, but they make you feel like it's a necessity. Um, and it, it does make it hard to function without. So it leaves people with very, very few options. But um I know one thing, my Moscow mule is good and they can't take that away from me. So, I mean, you can take my social media, take my TikTok, but I'll just be sitting here doing the same thing. I think if we were putting in, if we were putting together an actual battle plan, I mean, realistically, if you want to fight back, we're not going to do it with, you know, bullets and, and baseball bats and stuff like that. That's ridiculous. It's in 2021. Yeah, but if we were done. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we really were going to stage some sort of, um, for lack of a better word, a revolution. You, we would do it through the, the economy. We would do it financially. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not advocating for somebody to go broke by shopping at this grocery store instead of shopping at Walmart. I'm not saying, you know, to go completely out of your way to, you know, boycott a certain chain or or whatever the case may be. But if it's easy for you, if it's something you can sacrifice and it's it's a minor inconvenience like canceling Amazon, you should do that. Because yeah. if you worked for Amazon and you came out as a conservative, they would fire you in a second. Yeah. So why are we the collective? I mean, honestly, the, the middle class that more or less owns the economy, we control the economy. We are the economy. We are what keeping these platforms alive. We're what keeping these people that make these decisions in their their ivory castles. Absolutely. I told I told I talked to my parents the other day about this. I was like, if we could just get halfway organized, halfway organized, it would be it would be insane. I think we would realize that there's a lot larger uh, population um that thinks the way that we do um and, and and not like the violent extremist way like that's what everybody's like oh conservative like no like just the general i want to help other humans by empowering them not by coddling them and i right. think if we could figure out a plan and actually get organized because that's the thing about conservatives we're all freelancers right we're like all subcontractors we'll show up if you call us and, and you will do a little bit but we're not like we're not like you know liberals or democrats we're democrats are like yeah we're having a convention and everyone takes the time off and like shows up and gets bracelets and neck and neck tags and stuff like like conservatives don't do that we're like eh, i can make it maybe next time so if we could ever get on the same page and be like hey we're going to head in this direction and we're going to support these things. We're going to help these things thrive. Um, we're going to, if someone comes out as a conservative, as a supporter of whatever it is we support, we're going to make sure we come together as a community and help them thrive. I've seen it happen. It happened with this pandemic with a lot of the gyms that, that were staying open and not mandating masks. Mm -hmm. The community was just like, we're going there. They canceled all their other memberships everywhere else. And they booked out that one gym. And they're just like, and, and that's the power of this small community. Imagine the supposedly 80 million people in the United States that would support someone. And I, I have seen it myself with my clothing brand. People are like, yo, I'm buying it because you were brave enough to speak your mind. That's exactly, I mean, that created a business for me because I said, I support this. I don't really give a shit what you think about it. it it's who I am. It's how I'm going to present myself. And then I create something afterwards and they're like, well, we support you. We support what you stand for. And, and there you go. And that's, and that created an opportunity for me. It's the same thing for someone else. If someone else is like, Hey, I'm willing to stand firm in what I believe. And I'm going to open this and this and this, then we're all going to go over there and we're going to support them. So instead of going to Adidas, we go to much love instead of going to, you know, a uh, uh, fitness, what is it? World planet fitness. We go to, you know, Joe Schmo's gym down the street. Like that's the kind of like thing that you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. And, and most of these things are, are relatively easy to do. I, I always refer back to, by the way, that's funny as shit. You said that all conservatives are freelancers. You couldn't not be any more <laughs> correct about that. Like We're all just like kind of like doing our own thing. We are a collective, but we're not organized. And I've always, I guess, admired the left and like their, their tact in being able to organize and sort of like, you know, polarize themselves to, to like create a movement. Yeah. But, uh, I always refer back to what happened with Goya over the summer when AOC told liberals to boycott Goya because their CEO said thanks to Donald Trump or whatever the hell happened. He wasn't, <laughs> Isn't that like, ridiculous? <laughs> he wasn't like some big Trump supporter. Trump did. Uh, he signed the um, it was the uh, Hispan uh, Hispanic Prosperity Initiative, which yeah. was you know funding for you know Hispanic Americans for schools and stuff like that. Really like 
positive stuff for the Hispanic community. The CEO of Goya thanks Donald Trump. AOC, a Puerto Rican, said boycott that man. So, of course, the collective, the people that control the economy, and I firmly believe that, uh, you know, the right Republicans, conservatives, we are the majority of the economy. I mean, besides the few tech billionaires and stuff like that, if we really wanted to do something, if we wanted something to happen, we absolutely could. Oh, if yeah. we all just stuck together. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. Without, I mean, if we could if we could get that that plan in action, that, that's I sorry. I'm still thinking about the Goya thing. That's crazy to me to think like for me, like if I see someone working hard, Democrat or Republican, if I see someone doing something regardless, they could be like, oh, super stoked on 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 Joe Biden or super stoked on Trump. I'm going to look at that person and what they've what they've done to get where they're at. And I'm going to support them off that purely. Like to think that someone said, thank you, Donald Trump, or or they have a CEO that's uh, freaking, I don't know, supports, you know, Biden or whatever. Like, I feel like the, the, the human is so much more important than like someone saying, I appreciate Biden or I appreciate Trump. Like, I, I've never understood how that's and that's the that's where you see the divisiveness coming from the actual uh, um politicians the aocs or the media where it's like we need to boycott this when everyone else was like that wasn't even in my head i didn't know it i didn't realize it as a matter of fact i've been treated amazing by that company why why it's just man the world is crazy like it's just a, a big cancel culture fest of you hurt my feelings like chick-fil-a who's ever had bad services chick-fil-a and, and now we're mad because they donated money to what was it trump's thing or something are, are there um, I mean, who's ever had a bad meal from Chick-fil-A? Who's ever I, got the order messed up from Chick-fil-A? I did once. They got my order wrong, and they gave me another one for free. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going yeah, to... I mean, you didn't complain about that at that point. No, I was stoked. I got two milkshakes. I was like, bet. I'll, I'll have the chocolate that, one first. At that point, you hope they mess your order up. I <laughs> know. I was like, hey, please do it again. No, that's what I mean. It's like one of those things where it's like just good people. Like good people. I can't, I can't stress that enough when I talk to people about... Really anything. I'm like, good people. Good people are amazing. Like, I ha I know a lot of Democrats that are good people. They're like more traditional Democrats, right? Like, they're not like the far left, um, sure. but they're good people. They they go work. They just think, and and maybe they have legitimate reasons why this, this, and this is better for them. And I'm like, I don't care. That's totally fine with me. But for me to say, oh, I'm, I'm a conservative, I'm not even going to get to the point with a Democrat to say, but this and this is and this is why. So it's like at some point, like this conversation we're having now and conversations I hope we have with other people um, in the future is I don't care what you are. I want to know why you are that and and what how it helps you move forward, period. Well, I mean, I, something you might not know about me. I'm a big movie buff. I love movies. I've seen a thousand of them, thousands of them. Probably more. But uh, one of my favorite lines from any movie is from Men in Black. When Tommy Lee Jones sat down um, Will Smith on the park bench as Will Smith was deciding whether or not he wanted to join Men in Black. And uh, he was talking about, you know, the nature of humans. And he says, a person is smart, but people are dumb. They're panicky and they, they act like animals when they are in, in groups. And I'm paraphrasing the rest of that. But the point is, when we have individual conversations with people, I, I mean... I live in Baltimore. I've been here my whole life. Most of my friends, I would say 99% of my friends, all liberal, all Democrat. Now, I don't 
think I've really had any conversations in person with people that are like the far left, like those super hardcore BLM people. Yeah. But I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not friends with people who are indecent humans. These are all, you know, great people. These are my friends. They all lean heavily, heavily to the left. They don't judge me. I don't judge them. And when we all get together, politics isn't really a part of it. Now it could very easily be if, if either one of us wanted to like start talking about politics but the point is, when we put that aside, when we put what we see on social media aside, when we get out of the, the comments on TikTok posts and just look at the world for what it is and stop, you know, putting everybody into a group like the left or the right and just look at it as a human issue that we need to solve as humans rather than as politicians. Yeah. A lot more is achievable. At that, Bro, you couldn't have said it more perfect. That's that's it right there. That's That's the... The solving human issues, not trying to reinvent politics and how it's structured. I think if we solve that human issue, anything's possible. Like, and it sounds so cheesy, right? Like, it does sound like, oh, we just need to, you know, sing kumbaya. But Very really, like, just I'll, at this point, I would just accept conversation, respectful conversation. That's that is all I want. And if we did that, we'd be like, oh, damn, like, I kind of agree with you. Um, I don't like this aspect of it and this aspect of it, but like overall, I get that you don't want me to die. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to be treated poorly. You don't want me to be treated poorly. Like it's super simple. It's basic. It's elementary, but we, we always take on the big picture rather than just, yo, like you want people to be well and I want people to be well. Like it's really that simple, but we can't intentionally by, I feel like the media intentionally, they don't want us to be. Um, able to do that because then we'll just stop listening to them all together because you know i was watching uh, uh nightly news with lester holt uh was randomly on the tv the other night i wasn't watching it it was just on in the background and i just heard they did a little prefix like before the show actually starts of like what they're going to talk about and it was just like somebody punched somebody a race thing happened with a cop um somebody's house burnt down um and like uh uh, uh trump supporters are not accepting biden is something something and I'm just like, I mean, just a lineup of shit. And I was like, so people are going to sit down a lot. Millions of people are going to sit down in front of this and see bad shit. Like for like an hour, like just this was bad. This was bad. This person treated this person horribly. This company treated this. This group of people still won't. And I'm like, if you're just consuming this, like no wonder nobody gets along. Because, I mean, it's the same thing I said with black people at the very beginning. It's like if you if you see a caged um, tiger like mauling people all the time. When you see one out of a cage in real life, you're going to be like, oh shit, it might do that to me. But if you see a tiger playing with some people, you know, like the guy on TikTok that plays with tigers and whatnot. Probably a bad analogy for this one. <laughs> right. Well, no, because, because people see tigers, like kids will watch these like Daniel Tiger shows and all these different things. And they'll be like, oh, I want a pet tiger. They don't get that the tiger will literally bite your head off. So it's right. all about perception. Like, what do you see most of? Do you see him ripping people's heads off? Or do you see him singing about Daniel Tiger's neighborhood? Like, it's it's that simple. No question. I mean, so I, I walk around all the time. I wear this hat because I got this long hair. It's annoying as shit, to be honest. I got the same problem. I wear a hat all the time. And it's got an American flag on the back of it. Right on the back of it, American flag patch. So every single place. I've literally never seen the front of that hat. Like every single video you make, dude, I've literally never seen the front of that hat. It's been backwards. I never wear it for because I look like a straight. Let me show you. You want to know why I never wear a, a front? Yeah, put it, put it backwards. <laughs> put, it, put it backwards. 
<laughs> it just gets different, you know. It, yeah. <laughs> anyway, every every everywhere I go, I like I'll go to Whole Foods because you know I like you know sometimes I like some fancy shit from Whole Foods. <laughs> I wear this hat, and I'm wearing like my work boots and like some Carhartt pants, and people know. People can take one look at me up and down. I got this jacket on. That's a Trump supporter. Yeah. No question. And I, you know, I can see people like looking at me like, oh my God, that's a Trump supporter. I like, I can just tell, like I see the, the flag patch and I mind my business, but it, it, there's like this, it honestly felt like I was the last time I was in Whole Foods. You can take this however you want it, but it was really weird. I didn't like it. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but it really felt like I was in enemy territory as I was walking through the produce aisle at Whole Foods. Yeah. Like I just had a target on my back. Yeah. I felt that when I was walking through California. Anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh. But um, so like you said, when 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 you watch something like the nightly news with Lester Holt, which I gotta say I like Lester Holt, even though he's super leftist, he's a great uh, uh, you know, TV show host. Yeah. But the whole point of that's NBC, right? Not CBS. Uh, uh NBC, yeah, I think. So they yeah. tell all those stories, and people can deny this all they want, but they tell each news story from the perspective of. An agenda so they have a leftist agenda so whatever however they need to frame a story whatever details they need to omit whatever details they can throw in without bending the truth too far they're going to in a way that supports the leftist narrative and demonizes you know trump supporters and conservatives and the the you know team red for whatever you want to call it yeah but people don't realize this, and there are people that deny this, and there are people that will call you crazy and a conspiracy theorist for thinking that a news channel has an agenda. Oh, they're, they don't have an agenda. He's just a news anchor. What do you mean he's got an agenda? What are you, an anti-vaxxer now? <laughs> the amount of times I've heard that, and I have no response. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, sure, cool. Like, I, I've got nothing. I can't, I can't, got nothing to say to you. Like if that's what you think, if you're taking if you're taking it all 100% as fact, and thinking that a multi, uh, yeah, I'm not even. Get, I just can't. I can't. I got nothing. Um, I I find it interesting though that I do judge people. Like if I see a contractor, or if I see like I have a lot of black contractors here in Texas, um, all conservative, right? Because they're out working. They they have businesses. They realize that when you file taxes, Trump has made it better. Right. It's that simple. Like when you're when you're a business owner, especially here in Texas, if you are a small business owner and you filed taxes under the Trump campaign, you knew it was better than under Obama. And it was definitely better under than it's going to be under Biden. So at that point, they're like, yeah, I don't really like the man, but 100 percent, he has people's best interests in mind. So it's like at that point, you see these people who have been raised Democrat, raised left, got into a trade, started a business and then actually had to focus on brass tacks and literally they were like all right cool like this makes more sense i'm going this direction and it's funny when you see necessity kick in rather than opinion right because they, they they still say to this day oh i hate the guy but you can't deny what he's doing so you see that the emotion if they were based off the emotion and didn't know that it was good for them they would still be anti-trump but they're like you know the numbers add up the words are actually what he does you know they have to appreciate that and I think that's where that's the same thing with with the media. No one, no one's gonna deny the media unless they have an experience where it's their story being broadcasted on the news, and right. they realize that their story was broadcasted incorrectly on the news, and then they're like, "Oh, I know this story personally, and that's bullshit." 
But unless that happens, a lot of these people will never realize that it's all pushed in a specific direction. Well, I mean, which is basically never. I mean, when's the last time somebody did a news story about you right. and then, you know, falsely portrayed you? Yeah. So, I, mean, actually, I know a few people that have, and they were like blown away at how they they like just contorted the whole thing to not be true. Look what look at what happened to the Mc, the McCloskeys, 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 that rich couple in uh, St. Louis mm-hmm. with, the, with the guns, with the pew pews. Dude, I mean, Man. that's like a worst case. That's like a really scary real life thing that can happen. Like their their house was about to be mobbed. They walk out into the front yard with guns. I mean, call me radical. I don't disagree with anything that happened. I would do that at my house. Get out of here. I have every right to. Well, I mean, the the only thing people could complain about, in my opinion, was that his wife was she had her finger on the trigger rather than, uh, you know, good. It doesn't matter, though. They're on their property protecting it. And if dude, if you rush my house with the intent of burning it down, saying about talking about killing my dog, you're going to get shot. But that's California, right? That that happened in California. It was like uh, that was uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Uh, so then, yeah, St. Louis, because California, I know that you have to be harmed before you can shoot. Right. Like you have to be in you have to have a threat on your life, which means you basically have to be in a fight. Before right. you can shoot somebody, dying or dead before you can shoot somebody. Exactly, because because my parents live in California and and they're just like, yeah. So like, if someone breaks in, we can watch them take things, but if they don't actually try to inflict pain on us, we have no recourse because the law protects them over our things. That's so insane. it's like it's it's and that's why I love Texas. I'm like I I got about a couple acres in front of me. By the time you get to my house, there's a long walk. That I'll see you on my property, and in Texas, I have as soon as you cross that line, that means I got about an acre and a half to decide what I'm going to do with you before you even get to where I'm at. So choose wisely, because um, I'll be going through my selection. Um, it's it's insane that states are still like that to me. That 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 they're going to put people in that light. Um, I think, man, again, it just comes back down to I, I think people need to be to be nice. It sounds so cheesy, but I think people just need to realize that. Um, you don't mess with other people's stuff. You don't condemn other people uh, for just being what they are. Um, if you focus on what's really important to you and you work your ass off to create something out of it, it's surprising what you can do. Um, it's it's crazy how many people will focus on other people's issues and other people's imperfections while not even caring about what happens in their own personal life. And you're just like, why? Like, What we really need is a cultural change. So like, I mean, in Maryland, we have a, at least we used to. I'm not sure if we do anymore, but we have what's called a stand your ground law, which means you're allowed to fight back if somebody's attacking you. Essentially, um, are you allowed to shoot them? I don't know. I've never been in the position in the in the position. Thank God. But we have laws that you're allowed to protect yourself. So when you have when you when you're watching news like we were just talking about, and you see a story where one person you know, broke into another person's house, robbed the place, say somebody got shot. The first question that the viewers are going to want to know, just because of how our culture is right now, how American society is today, the first thing they're going to want to know is, okay, was the shooter a Republican? Was the sh- was the victim black? Was the victim white? Was the victim a Republican? Was he a Democrat? Who did he vote for? Yep. Because those details are how they'll decide how they feel about who was right and who was wrong in that particular story. And exactly how they craft it as to who's going to be um, 
who's going to be like the 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 store who what side it's going to be written after because sometimes it's like they're going to write it in the perspective of the conservative but they're going to make them look like a horrible person like their choices were bad 100%. And, and the problem is we don't have a we don't have a neutral news. No, no, not at all. It's all it's all gotten and that and that's why the news. I, I'm telling you, it's huge though because this this social media is becoming more viable for news than mainstream. So I, I think eventually, and, and by the end of Biden's presidency, I think news will have changed a lot because you have the ability to create Newsmax, a nobody network into something major or OAN into something major. There's going to be yeah. a lot more of these sources due to the access to these platforms that we have. I mean, how many people go to YouTube at night instead of Fox or, or CNN? Uh, I would say it's in, in the many millions. Yeah. So it's opened up a whole new market and not just one market to a big player. It's opened a market to you and me, nobody's to other right. people that can actually do their own research all with their own biases. I mean, let's not bullshit it, but at least people can search and see different opinions. And I think it's going to become a lot more uh, appealing to people um, to do that than just to go to these big money grabbing companies. Cause in the end, I mean, anybody who knows business, Fox, CNN don't care. There are things called ratings and they're going to fight for them period. So at that point in time, that means you're going to get false information. You're going to get too quick of information, meaning it's not well researched yet. Um, and you're not going to, it's just not, you can't trust it, especially with how quick things move now in politics. It used to be, it was weeks and months as things slowly, slowly got played in, uh, put into place. Now we're talking about days, right? Like there could be a big deal and it happens for three days and then it's over and you missed it. You don't know. If, you if it is. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We're like, we're like two major stories a day. Yeah. So I, I think things are going to change. Things are going to move, move quicker. Um, people are going to start reaching out to different sources. Um, I mean, that's why our channels grew on TikTok so big is because that's exactly what was happening and it's only going to grow from there. I don't, I don't think my channel's growing any further than it is right now. Dude. Really? I'm, I'm so far in the shadow band. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I think I, I like, I'm, I'm on the point of like just going to Walmart and getting like a burn. But like you think about like, I mean, you could, you could go through and like, you could buy, I'm trying to think of what I used to do. Um, you could create multiple accounts with the same thing and like, oh, I have seven day free trial and you'd make like seven free day, seven different accounts and get the seven day free trial. At least I did that. I probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that. But still you used to be able to do that. Nowadays, sure. it's like TikTok, they know you're out. They know, they know your location. They know your IP address. They know your phone software. They know all this different stuff. And we're just like, oh, got to get a new phone. Like we're like, we all like conservatives are running around here like drug dealers. Like oh, I got, I got to get a burner phone because they found out I lean right. Like it's absurd. It's wild, dude. I mean, I'm still, I'm permanently banned from Twitter. I tried to make like a fake new account under like, I even made like a new Gmail uh, email address. And they said no. They said no. I, I, because I guess I used the same computer. I don't know how. Oh my god! They they deleted the account. I'm not allowed. On, I'm not even allowed to scroll through Twitter. Like it just had, I'm like, telling you though, it's weird, dude. So when I posted, I, we made that video on TikTok. You sent me that video, and I I, I edited it on my phone and I posted it. So yeah. you don't normally come up as an at in my phone because I don't really at you very often. Right. When I posted that video with you in the video. You were the first ad that popped up. No. Without me, I, I typed at, I didn't type B, I didn't type anything. You were the first ad that popped up. Out of everybody that I follow, which is like a thought, well, I don't know how many people I follow. Out of everyone I follow, I typed in the at symbol and it was like blue collar bin. And I was like, yo, 
Did y'all like analyze? Did you like face recognize this video that I uploaded? Dude, I've been saying that. I've it's been a suspicion of mine that they have facial recognition because there are people that use new phones, new phone numbers to make a new account, and they get found out within like a week or two. Now maybe they. I mean, I mean, what are the There's no way. There's no way to have an infrastructure to have on on hand people to scan and and accept reports and find an account there's no way to do a name scan and go through all the name there's no way you would have to have a face i mean think about it we look at our phones and they unlock it's not like it's this new technology it's actually really old all you have to do is integrate it into an ai and then basically hit scan all videos that are being posted and i mean i mean so have you noticed so sometimes when i post videos after i get shadow banned for a little while i'll post videos and they'll get zero views for like 30 minutes so they'll just sit on my profile live posted but there's zero views, zero likes, zero comments. And then about 15, 20, 30 minutes, it'll start getting views. I'm like, and it happens. Every, it always happens after I've had some beef with somebody or I tagged somebody and I had a back and forth or after I posted a crazy video. Um, it always happens. It's like, here they have to, wait, have to go to the, uh, the, you know, the person who ever happens to be working that day that has to vet all the you no. know, conservative pages to see if this is appropriate or not. I'm telling but, you, that, that guy that talked about masks and recognition, I feel like he might have had a thing. With the masks and recognition? He was saying the masks were for like, uh, he had this huge conspiracy theory that the masks were meant to help um, test the technology. Test the facial recognition technology to basically realize that, like to focus on the eyes and, and identify with eyes and no other features. Right. Which is weird because the, at the beginning of the pandemic when I was wearing my mask, my phone would not unlock, right? If I wore my mask under my nose, the phone would not unlock. Now, if I wear my mask under my nose, my phone unlocks, no problem. It's weird. You're blowing my mind with this shit, dude. Because it's, you know it's little stuff that I notice, but like I just, it, again, I guess I'm conditioned to the point where I'm like, eh, about time. Well, the, the, it's the algorithms, first of all. Like, so when you talk about all oh, there's no way they have enough people, you know, going through all this information. Most of that's done, you know, automatically, electronically through like, these Chinese algorithms. I mean, these are very brilliant people putting together these crazy mathematical equations that calculate all these things and make it all happen. Yeah. But the idea, I, I mean, I've heard that before that, um, well, I mean, it, that is a conspiracy theory, the whole mask thing. I don't know if I believe that that's the purpose of the masks. Yeah. Test, you know, test cameras to see if they can recognize or at least practice recognizing without our, you know, mouths being shown. I mean, I could entertain it. I could entertain that idea. I feel like it's an opportunity missed if they didn't, though, right? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have people walking around with their like, have you seen a what is it, Eagle, Eagle Eye or something with with Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I saw a long time that that movie like was the first time where I realized how how closely we're watched. Right? They all they were doing was jumping from camera to camera, jumping to phone cameras, and they could literally recreate streets by just accessing all the cameras in that area. And I was like, um, the same concept from the Dark Knight, right? Is what? And from the Dark Knight, did you ever see the Dark Knight? Christian Bale? No, I mean the two separate movies, but I think the Dark Knight used that same technology. Yeah. Where Alfred, Alfred told Batman, he was like, "This is irresponsible. You shouldn't be using this." I'm, and I'm telling you, man, I think Hollywood knows more than people think. Um, if you just look at who funds Hollywood, who funds, uh, you know, our politics, um. I don't think there's anything in movies that's far-fetched, to be honest. I think that everything in these movies is based off of something that is either wanting to be implemented or wanting to be invented or is already in the pro process. 
Well, like, I mean, these millionaire Hollywood celebrities and you know producers and directors, like somebody like Michael Bay or Steven Spielberg, they're not hanging out with the same you know plumbers and contractors that you and I hang out with. Yeah, they're hanging out with billionaire businessmen. They're hanging out with government officials, congressmen. You know, other people that are in their uh, you know financial stratosphere. Yeah, so they're, they're privy to information that you and I obviously are not privy to. But even if that even if that is where they got the information, I don't think it's that far fetched for something like that to happen. I mean, your phone is listening to you right now. Your computer is literally watching you right now. Yeah, everything. I mean, you. you, I mean, you. It's yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, when you think about what Elon Musk has done, what he's accomplished, what he's created, why would you ever discount any crazy idea? Like, it's like one of these things where you're just like. Really, this man is literally trying to be the first person to Mars so he can claim it. Like that's <laughs> the type of games we're playing here, guys. Like we're trying to claim planets now. So, like, it's one of these things where you're just like people discount these small things, like, oh, the government couldn't possibly have an agenda. I'm like, we're about to go to Mars, y'all. Like, we have AI, we have uh uh not only AI, we have AI that can literally function among us, and we probably don't even know it's there. Like, that's the level that we're at. Like, we watch these iRobot movies with such like oohs and ahs and i'm like i don't think it's necessarily like a person or a human what was it what was the name of the the chicken uh the the artificial intelligence in in uh irobot like the little lady who controlled the whole thing that turned evil or something both names like but like the, like the main central, the central hub yeah the 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 motherboard yeah like that stuff exists now no it doesn't have a conversation with you it's not going to say you're a bad person i'm here to take over um i think it could get there but this stuff is floating in all of our phones, in all of our stuff. Now, I don't necessarily think from the basis of it, it's out to get us. Um, I think people are genuinely just creating better and better stuff. Um, but I do think that it gives people access to a lot of stuff that we don't think they would have access to. Like, again, I don't care. I'm not doing anything wrong. So, like, people are like, they could be watching you. I'm like, I feel sorry for my FBI agent. He's probably bored out of his mind. But it's possible. I think that, um, first of all, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. I think he's uh, sort of eccentric. He's definitely a little weird and gifted. Um, I think he's uh, he's going to Mars. He's probably going to take a Dogecoin with him so he can literally say he sent Dogecoin to Mars. <laughs> you about the stock market? You follow any of that? No, but I've heard about it. My brother's into it. Anyway, so you talked about how this artificial intelligence doesn't necessarily have conversations with you like it does in the movies. And you're right, it doesn't like speak like like that, but it they do communicate with you know zeros and ones, like yeah. algorithms and how computers talk to each other. So the, the scary thing, and I will swear up and down that artificial intelligence is one of the biggest existential threats to humanity. Uh, there was a movie called Ex Machina, where this guy was you know, a, a centric billionaire, you know, a, a tech billionaire who was into robotics and stuff, creating into artificial intelligence. And so the thing about like Neuralink. Let me tell you about Ex Machina first. He made this robot that became self-aware and it found out that it was locked in a house. And all it wanted to do was get out of this house. And because it was a computer, if you ever play the computer in like chess or something like that on hard, you don't stand a chance. It's oh, going to no. be every single time. No human stands a chance against a computer in a game of chess. So when you... when you, no emotion involved. It's all exact calculations. We don't stand a chance against the machines, and I swear about the, uh, up and down. I swear to that. But once, if they ever test it, or they're you know trying to test 
artificial intelligence to see if it, it be if it a can become self-aware and then be aware of the idea of self-preservation so if i'm running an experiment and i have my machine in a box and i say okay here's the dump button if shit gets out of hand i'm just going to hit this button it fries the whole thing and we can start over we can fix what we got wrong if the machine becomes aware that you have that button and it makes that button unavailable to you that's game over the machines are going to take over because we are inefficient <laughs> Bro, this is like world. This is like into the worst that movie world. Uh, it's, uh, it's basically Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> so we're, like, we're not <laughs> not as far from this as people think, dude. We are not that far. You can ask Elon Musk, man. <laughs> man, so it's it's funny because it's one of those things where it's like again, like a lot of these concepts that we make complex are really simple. It's really simple. If you're creating software, which I saw an expo where they showed. Um, an AI robot that could react to emotion, like pick up on emotion, pick up on different stuff sure. and could fix itself. Right. So like if it had a problem, it could go in and like change the, 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 whatever the, the, um, the motherboard or even the, um, what am I trying? What's the word I'm trying to say? Could change the programming, I guess. So I was like thinking about it. I was watching it speak and it was like letting the audience ask it questions, her, it thing, whatever. I don't know what they call it. And it would it would respond with actual answers. I mean, obviously, it sounded ridiculous, but I'm like, like you said, it's really not hard. If you teach something to fix itself, if you teach something to respond to emotion and eventually it can start creating its own algorithms off that, which is already happening. It's simple. I mean, if you were to give anger to it and it felt threatened in its self uh, self preservation programming, it's going to compound that programming and make it more and more important to where it, now it ends up being like us, where our self-preservation is more important than following orders. And now you're like, okay, um, how do you sneak up on a robot that picks up on emotion and computes with ones and zeros? Like, it's one of these things where like 10 years ago, like while I was watching Silicon Valley, I love that TV show, by the way, I was like, this is all kind of funny. Like, it's not that serious. But then you look at that and they're talking about Huli and it's all based off of big tech. It's fairly accurate. You're like, yeah, these people are in their garages. They are in these big billion dollar, you know, office buildings working on artificial intelligence that is far beyond what we think is even possible. And these are, as we all know, irresponsible, lonely geeks. Now, I'm not saying all of them are that, but these people are so excited about the technology and the growth of it. They're not thinking about consequences. They're not thinking about things getting out of hand. As a matter of fact, some of these people are actually fantasizing and get off on the fact that this could be the thing that like ends the world. Like I've heard people say, oh, if robots took over, like I would be honored to go. Like I would be honored to like help them or whatever. Like people are into this type of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, man. Like, no, I'm no. What? Well, science is all about. Well, I mean, a lot of science is about can we instead of should we so i mean we're we're literally we're building we're building a weapon that's going to be used against us at some point or another i think that's inevitable i mean they already have the groundwork They're, the entire world is wired with you know the internet with microphones and cameras they already taught them to be able to pick up on you know human speech and understand what we're saying then now they can pick up on human emotion as soon as this neuralink is done how long before 
So one of Elon Musk, if you've have you ever seen like one of his interviews when he talks about or like warns about artificial intelligence? Yep. He's testified before Congress a number of times trying to get them to make laws to like stop certain companies and people from doing certain things with you know technology. Yeah. And it's just so far beyond them that they just kind of like, oh, okay, Elon, just you know, get back to Tesla. They don't understand. And he's but, in it. He knows exactly what's going on. He's seen this stuff firsthand. I mean, he's been in the lab watching like what these people are doing, and he's like, um, I can see this going south very quickly. <laughs> Whether it's against their will or because they did it on purpose, either way, it's going. Right. But I mean, I think it's so with his Neuralink, something that can literally uh, you know, patch into your brain. And kind of like, uh, I, I guess the premise is that it like kind of feeds you information as if you were looking at a cell phone screen, but you don't have to look at your screen or type anything. It's just kind of, you just kind of think it. You would like say, okay, what's the defin of, of definition of this word? And you would just know it at that point. That's, I would not want that because I would, that's, I would that's, think that's, I don't want another answer. You said, well, that's, that's kind of like the end goal for Neuralink. That's what he's, that's what he's aiming for. So basically a computer that's hardwired into your brain. No, thank you. Um, but also, I would like to try it for like two minutes and then get it out of there. Um, I, it's man, like it's one of these things where like they've done, and by they, I don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know who I'm talking about, but they've done such a good job at making us just it's comedic at this point, right? It's like we're sitting here as citizens of the greatest country ever. And we're like, yeah, we could totally be killed by robots. We could totally have our country handed over to. And we're just like, we don't really have a recourse. Like, like, and and if we did, ninety percent, not ninety percent, probably actually quite, probably less than we think, would just call us conspiracy theorists, right? They'd be like, oh, artifact. Like, it's absurd to me that people think. It's absurd to me how how simple people think the world really is. Like how 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 idiotic our government is. Like. I had someone say, you think the government had a five-year plan for, for COVID? I'm like, first off, that's irrelevant. But the fact that you think our government doesn't have a five-year plan is shocking to me. Like, I know people who make $20,000 a year that have a 10-year plan. And you're telling me the most powerful government in the world didn't have a five-year plan? Like, people are so ignorant. They don't think any of this stuff is planned or intentional. They probably have a thousand-year plan, dude. I mean, the, the, oh. the 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 CIA has contingencies for everything. I found out today that uh, now I've I've yet to fact check this, but somebody put it on TikTok and then somebody else stitched it saying, "Wow, I thought this was bullshit, but it's real." That the World Health Organization has a protocol for a zombie outbreak. Now, now, zombie, I've I've kind of fantasized about like a zombie apocalypse. Like I, the thing is that zombies in themselves, by definition, you know, according to the movies, is a supernatural thing. It's yeah. not like, besides that weird like African fungus that infects the ants' brains, zombies are pretty much manifested. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say impossible. I'm not gonna say zombies are impossible because I'll wake up tomorrow morning and I'll be eating. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Government used as a guinea pig. The World Health Organization has contingencies and a plan for zombies. So I heard about that. Government doesn't have a plan for everything, including the next several hundred years. You're just naive. I mean, you're just not yeah. researched. Zombies would be dope, though. Sorry, I, I've always been like stuff like not supernatural. I don't mess with supernatural. Um, to well, me, yeah, they have to be supernatural. But they could. What about like the bath salt type thing? I feel like that was like the closest thing to like a zombie. 
That's more like, like I'd say that's more like I am legend type zombies, the bath salts. Yeah, like the bath salts. When that was happening in Florida, I was like, this is some Florida shit. Like this happens in Florida. Uh, so somebody asked me a question the other day as she said, uh, would you rather would you rather the world be invaded by dinosaurs or zombies? Dinosaur. Oh shit. Dinosaur apocalypse or zombie apocalypse? No, it was zombies because the left would try to protect those dinosaurs so much that even if they were stomping your house, you'd be like, "Oh, don't touch the dinosaurs. They're extinct. They're, they're uh, extinct. Like you need to leave them." But zombies, the left would be like, "Oh my gosh, you can kill them." So like, I'll I'm, go with zombies. You don't think they come up with some kind of human rights issue against zombies? Probably. Probably. They don't know. You need to accept them. They're ZBTQ or something. Dead like, lives. <laughs> zombie lives. <laughs> right like they don't they, it's not their choice they were born that way i i would say zombies though because like dinosaurs would be cool and all but we don't have any space for them anymore like like they would just be crunching shit all the time well that's so what I'm like, saying. you know uh, some what i the way i said it is like when i like go to in a zombie apocalypse if i'm laying down to like you know like huddle up somewhere to go to sleep at night the idea of a zombie jiggling your door handle is horrifying yeah but i think i would rather hear the door jiggling than that you know velociraptor sound that they make from Jurassic Park. Like, because there's nothing you can do about that. You know, a 12 gauge isn't going to do it against a, a raptor. And you can't see them coming. Like, like you don't know what direction they're coming they're from. So much faster than you, so much bigger and stronger than you. But time out. Are we talking like walking dead zombies? Or are we talking about like sprint, like straight up like Hussein Bolt zombies from like I Am Legend? I think you have to have the I Am Legend like 28 days later kind of zombies. Otherwise, I mean, walking dead zombies are, you know, in, in comparison, lame. Yeah, I gotta say, Walking Dead pisses me off. I'm like, why do you guys still don't know how to fight these guys? Just get a sword and stab them in the face. Sometimes they run, sometimes they walk real slow in, in Walking Dead. Th- that's the thing. Walk or uh, uh, um, I am Legend, man. Those zombies were some serious because they would they would come like they would be peeking at you like they're like mountain lion status, like stalk was, you and they, they would go on a wall. They they were really strong too. Yeah, I'm I, that movie got when the dog died, man. I t- I'm telling you. I was like, Will Smith died. I was like, that's fine, man. He was out there risking his life. But the dog died. I was like, I'm done. Turned it off. Couldn't do it. I'm glad that humans are still at a point where the death of an animal affects them more than the death of a human. And I don't say that sarcastically. I really mean that. Yeah. Why? Why is this a good thing? I think uh, we grow so insensitive to things. We grow so um, you know, like conditioned and numb to things. But seeing an animal die on screen it, uh, it still hits it's, it's the acting aspect though because like we can disconnect as humans knowing that that human is acting but when you see a dog like dogs don't pretend right dogs don't play around with you in real life and be like i'm gonna pretend to die so right. you see a dog die that's not something you see people like you see people doing it you don't see dogs doing it so when you see a dog down on television it's a rare experience for you to watch a dog die like humans we see them die in movies all the time they're acting it's this and that but man, a dog or a horse. I watched War Horse. Get that garbage out of my house. Oh my, I was, he was tangled up in the barbed wire. I, I watched in the theaters too. I felt like such a girl. I'm like, I can't watch. <laughs> I, I didn't watch War Horse specifically for that reason. Oh, dude, don't. It was it was a horrible movie. I mean, the whole movie was great except for like a couple parts where the horse got hurt. And that made the movie garbage. Like not worth it. I mean, was it like an actually like a good movie or was it like? I don't remember to be honest. I just remember the horse getting hurt. I was like, nah. Like I just like my, my emotions shut down. I couldn't handle it. It was too much. I, I can't do it. Will Smith strangling his best friend, his only friend in the world at that point. 
after it had turned into a zombie trying to protect him. Man. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, that was the turning point in the movie. Man, played like a harp. It's tough, tough stuff. They were, they were good. They were good. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. That, that was a good, that was a good, a good, a good movie. I didn't like that they gave it a double ending, though. That made me mad. I was like, no, he should have just died. You can't be a legend if you live. Right. Yeah. Uh, My favorite zombie movie, uh, one of them is 28 Days Later. Have you ever seen that? I have, but a long, long time ago. It's well, it's well, I think it's, I think that was where the original running zombies came from. Really? Yeah. It's filmed in England, actually. It's got the guy, I forget his name. He's been a lot, though. Girls love him. He's the main character. Oh, Brad. Oh, no. I was thinking of Z Nation. I thought that was garbage. I never saw Z Nation with Brad Pitt. Oh, and that was World War Z. World War Z. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't. It, I mean, it was like it was a good had good production value, but yeah. it wasn't a great zombie movie. I thought it was just yeah. It was just a. It was just like a regurgitation of every zombie show movie ever. And I was like, nah, no. You can't carry a movie with the only famous person in it, like being the main character. I mean, you, you, he needs supporting actors. You either should have no bunch of zombies running around. Like, don't have any Hollywood A-listers or a bunch of Hollywood A-listers, but you can't just have one famous celebrity and that's it in the whole movie. Yeah, it's, it's. I, I feel like that when you have Brad Pitt, though, your budget's shot, and you're like, all right, let's get some C-listers in here and fill the cast. So you're going with you'd rather have a zombie apocalypse than a oh. dinosaur. Yep. Apocalypse. Well, see, my dad's super into dinosaurs, so he would he would go dinosaurs for sure. But like, as much as I know about dinosaurs from my dad. I would I would go um I'm not I talking would, about friendly coexisting. I'm talking about they're here to fuck shit up. Oh hell yeah. Because the thing is uh well see I don't know man. I don't know. But what, what the, the dinosaur I mean uh, You saw I mean, like, we, Are we talking like real like tomorrow realistically or like like in like my fantasy, like if I could choose one to interact with, what would I interact with? Because like in my life, the way it is today, if I were to wake up tomorrow and there are like zombies at my front door banging, I would be a little upset. But if if it was like, I don't know, more of like a what would I enjoy more if I could like live my radical life, it'd be zombies. If it was tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'd probably go dinosaurs because at least I could go inside. Well, then I'll get stomped on. I don't know, man. I'm talking like foot coming down on your house is real silent. You wouldn't see that coming. You wake up tomorrow morning, you got your coffee, you look out the front window, and you see like six zombies running across the lawn, or you look out the back window and you see like a pack of raptors running across the lawn. I'm low on ammo right now, so I'm going to have to say zombies, because raptors would take some freaking ammunition to stop. You're not going to melee a raptor. No, you're not. You don't, you don't get to have close combat. Like, I didn't even you can't do like a, a zombie, uh, what is it called? Uh, Nazi zombies with with raptors. Like you can't just reach the window with a knife and stab their heads. Like you right. have to legit. I don't even know. That's the thing. I don't even have tech. I don't. How do you kill? How do you kill a dinosaur? Can you? Big big rounds. That's all. That's the only thing you could do is big or explosives. I got buckshot. I'm big. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but I don't have the firepower for a dinosaur apocalypse. And I didn't even think about the melee aspect. Like, you're not going to pick up a baseball bat and go out and fight dinosaurs. No, you can't pick not up a samurai. And might, might stand a chance. Yeah, with, with a sword or something like that. Because that's the thing. Zombies, zombies, you technically, like, I mean, you don't necessarily have, like, you could build an infant, like, you could build a barracks and be fine. Dinosaurs, I mean, it would depend on how many dinosaurs, though. Like, are you talking about, like, 
full-fledged population of dinosaurs or are you talking about like a couple hundred thousand like across the globe because like you could have dinosaurs and never even know that they came i'm talking to the point where humans are losing the battle and we need to like flee from the house because we need to take shelter zombies in because zombies you could actually take shelter dinosaurs there's not much shelter you could take if you have a i don't know what are those big long neck dinosaurs weigh those things are the size of a freaking skyscraper like <sighs> it would crunch you Still a tough call. I so I, I'm not really sure what I would choose. I'm going zombies because that's still human to human combat combat, and that's something we have uh uh knowledge with. But human to dinosaur combat, I'd be like, um, had they tamed the woolly mammoths? Like, I don't know. And lastly, if you get bit by a dinosaur and survive, you don't turn into a dinosaur. That would be dope, though. But if you get bit um, by a zombie and survive, your ass is gonna be a zombie. <laughs> the fact I'm thinking this through so uh, so carefully is weird, but I I would I would still have to say zombies. I think I'm going. I think my final answer, Alex, is is what is zombies? I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. we would enjoy it. It would be fun. It would be it would be it would be like 2020. You hate it at first, but then you realize how things start to roll, and you get the hang of how things go. And you just you adapt and overcome and, and then you kind of turn it into like this is actually kind of enjoyable. When 2020 first started or when the lockdowns first started, I was kind of enjoying it. I oh, liked yeah. it better at first than I did progressively because I was like, man, I have a reason not to like ever answer my phone or have to come out and do shit. I just go to the grocery store, go to Home Depot, come home and do my thing. Unbothered the solitude. But then like, you know, two months in, it's like, oh, my God. I still enjoy it at restaurants, though. Like, I love the fact that I don't have to sit next to, like, like I hate when they put you at a table and, like, four inches over, there's someone else at a table. Oh, I love that I have distance now. I, I hate when they do that at, at restaurants. It's like, dude, you, if you take out one of these tables, everybody here would have a much more enjoyable experience. And have Why the table empty anyway? With the couple next to me. Yeah, ridiculous. And, and now they do that, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is, this is awesome. Like, now I can sit here in a booth with two booths empty on each side of me yeah. and I can just hang out and talk about whatever I want without the people being like, listen, man. So yeah, I think things are at the 50% capacity here in Baltimore. Yeah. Texas is well, we're some, yeah, so we'll say, we'll say we're doing that too. <laughs> um, Old bars in Texas. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, we've been, we've been going for an hour and 25 minutes, man. We're going to wrap this up. Everybody that's been here. I appreciate you guys. This is the first episode of the John Dawson perspective with blue collar Ben. Um, how'd you think it went, man? I thought it went good. I thought it went pretty well. Well, we kind of got a little sidetracked at the end there with a 20 minute zombie conversation, but, uh, Zombies are important though. That was good. We covered a lot. I'd like to do more of these. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we really did give people some. I I think you'd be surprised at how many people are at home now, fighting with that question, being like, "Man, what would I rather have?" It's a profound. Going, like going through all the different dinosaur breeds. <laughs> like, which would be the most dangerous? How would I? How would I take? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, and, man. Uh, so, where would next Saturday? Are we gonna do this again? Yeah, next Saturday, guys. We're we're planning on God willing, if we can. I mean, my Saturdays have been pretty clear. We're planning on doing this every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, come on here and just talk about stuff. Uh, maybe we'll do more zombie talk. We'll see. I don't know. Did, did um, anybody come in live? I didn't see any comments the whole time. 
Wait, you can't see any comments? No, I can't see any comments. Really? I oh, I had I was clicked on the private chat one. There's a com- I, that's my fault. Yeah, man. Wow. I was I was like, no, there's a bunch of them. Oh man, I would have loved to see what people were saying. Uh, hey, is there was one person I want to say is share some? There was a name on here that I recognize. Chasing Truth. Chasing Truth. Are you still on here? Isn't she from TikTok? Yeah, yeah. She's uh Chase Me Twenty Eight on TikTok. Chase me twenty eight. I think I saw you comment on my video I posted. We should bring you. We should bring you on the podcast. Are you down to come on the? Po- I don't know if she's still on here. I'll message her on TikTok. Um, but she talks about some conspiracy theories, doesn't she? Big time conspiracy theorist. She'd probably be great on here. Yeah, she's she, she's she's still here. What's up? What's up, Chase and Truth? You conspiracy theorist, you. Um, no, I've seen your videos. Um, and you do have some. You have some pretty dope information and. In, uh, some crazy conversations, which I'll be excited to to dive into and um and talk. Chase, do you want to do next Saturday? Can you do? I don't know what time zone you are. I'm look at this. I'm just gonna do it now so that way I don't forget, and then we're good for next time. Are you free eight o'clock next Saturday? She's gonna say yes because she's on the spot. See, this is the art of pressuring people um under a large audience. Well, not a large audience actually. Was, yeah, I want to just shut the laptop down right then and there. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not live anymore. I'm down. Let's do it. Awesome. I'll send you. A t- I'll send you a message on TikTok, and we'll we'll get it on there. And blue collar Ben, it was good talking to you. Um, right. I will talk to you next week, and we will have uh, Chase the Truth on here, and we'll just talk about more crazy stuff. I like I like not having to talk about anything specific. Like we don't have to get on here and talk about like the election. We don't have to get on here and talk about you know the storm in the cap. Like we just talk about zombies and amen whatever so anyway i appreciate you guys thank you so much for stopping by um if you are listening to this on itunes please leave a review or anywhere else give it a like i don't know what they do on podcasts but i appreciate you guys uh anything you want to say ben ladies and gentlemen everybody have a good one john peace out i'll see you next week all right